The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's Friday. Congratulations, everyone. We made it. You made it. Look at that. We're four hours away from starting our weekend. Many of you even Maybe closer. Have. Sure. Maybe Possibly you're on, the on road. vacation. Yeah. Oh, if you're on the road uh, down Highway 2 and you're noticing a backlog of traffic right around Bowdoin, mm. uh, it's as a result of a truck fire. There was a Ooh. car carrier that uh, caught on fire. I hear that the whole uh, cab of the truck was nothing but dust. So not sure yet if there was an injury involved in that or what the circumstances okay. were, but it's backing tra- traffic way back on Highway 2. Another smoky day in the region. Looks like sticking around for a couple of more days. And of course, all of those events that are taking place over the weekend, we're watching really closely. We've been talking about it through uh, the newscasts uh, all week, as a matter of fact. And the Eskimos just putting out an update on, on the game tomorrow. Yeah, basically, they're uh, optimistic. They're uh, carefully, is that the word they use? They're uh, carefully optimistic. Optimistic, I believe is uh, the term. Uh, they think the game cautiously optimistic. There we go. The game will s- go as scheduled 7 p.m. tomorrow night. However, they're keeping a close eye on the situation. They're going to update everybody mm-hmm. uh, at noon tomorrow. I know we'll be checking in with Morley Scott at, coming up after 2.30 to set up what we hope will be a game tomorrow, but if not... A winning game. Yeah, we'll find out for sure. Uh, So tomorrow at noon, we'll find out about the game, and then I guess we'll find out what plan B is if the game doesn't take place. But I would assume it would just simply take place on Sunday instead, which is not good for the Eskimos. Because well, they have a Thursday, Thursday game. game. Right. That's not a whole lot of time. Yeah, there's a, that's a whole lot of juggling on a whole lot of when you look at uh, you know radio, television, anything. But at the end of it, you know, they play the game, they play the game. So Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's been crazy. You know, if you have any sort of lung issues, um, you know, my my mom-in-law has COPD. And I know you have folks in your mild, family with uh, I have COPD. mild COPD too, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's tricky. And especially when you can't go outside. <laughs> well, I've still um, been, well, I haven't been sitting. Out. I haven't been sitting yes. out on my deck every yeah. night like I like to do. Uh, this smoke is sort of, and I know others, as Mike Riley said in an interview, others have it much worse than us. Yes, They're facing absolutely. more than smoke, right? But it has robbed us of uh, Some for many enjoyment. The, yeah, yeah, the last couple of weeks of summer. You right? know what? And, and that's it. Uh, last night uh, went home and uh, had dinner, and it wasn't too bad. It seemed at this point last night, I was like, I want to be outside for a little while. Mm-hmm. Lucky enough, you know, knock on wood, don't don't have any lung issues, but just that smell is a little overwhelming at a time. But I had to go deadhead my flowers, water the flowers, do some <laughs> yard work. But then by the time you come in, it smells like you've been sitting by the fire yeah. pit yep. uh, all evening. What was interesting, though, I don't know if Anyone else heard it? I know a friend of mine had a run in with two coyotes uh, last night up, I think, Ada Boulevard area. Just just to, is it coyotes or coyotes? Uh, I have always said coyotes, but okay. out here people say coyotes. All right. So um, I remember doing a story at Global and I called them coyotes once and I got <laughs> nailed on it. So I'm calling it coyotes. <laughs> okay. Um, but the coyotes last night in the River Valley, you know, around eight o'clock. Just yipping, and I don't know if they had just killed something, what was going on, hmm. but it's uh, the dogs were on point, let's put it this way. <laughs> really? I didn't know if they got into the chicken house down the street, didn't know what was going on, but hmm. uh-huh. did you see the pictures from Prince George? Absolutely unreal. Looked like midnight. Nine it's, o'clock in the yeah, morning, pitch black. Absolutely. All the streetlights still on, businesses. 
using their lights. It looked like midnight in the winter. Yeah. I mean, that's well, thick the, smoke. When we had the fire, the BC Fire Information Officer the other day, he was talking about this shovel fire, which is the biggest mm-hmm. one in BC right now, about uh, 50 kilometers from Fort St. James. And uh, yeah, I mean, some people uh, on the run, some people staying put. But when you look at it, that that's just so eerie and... And it all starts with one strike, right? A dry lightning strike. Dry lightning or, or someone's yeah, cigarette bud exactly. or an ATV that sparked something. You, you just never know and it's so dry. Yeah. Uh, it is Friday, so we've got a great big blue folder full of unusual or funny or different types of stories. But while you were gone, Jay, on Fridays, we started doing top 10 type lists. Like I was gone for a month. I was gone for two weeks. I, I know, but, you know, we made some slight, uh, we tuned it well, a little bit. I, we tuned the engine a little bit. Uh, you, you, you implemented a couple of things. Okay, well, you could describe it any way you want. Uh, but we found the engagement pretty good with our listeners. Uh, you know, one, well, actually, you and I had done one, I think, the week before that. We've done that. lots, too. Right. We just sort of carried on that tradition. So, this week's top 10, and we invite your guesses as to what you think might be number one as we count them backwards over the afternoon from 10 down to 1, as to the 10 best sci-fi TV shows of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And what's of interest to, to me on this, uh, I love it, you know, like yesterday was what? We, we were doing something else yesterday. Best rom-coms from Vanity Fair. Exactly. And people were guessing, as soon as we said it, people mm-hmm. were guessing correctly at number one, um, which I don't recall now what it was. When Harry met Sally. Yeah, I think that's right. But I'm going to tell you right now that you're going to be upset when we get to number one. And I know Reed would be upset. The test, the 10 best sci-fi TV shows of all time, uh, number 10 and number nine are sort of like, I don't think I caught those. And then you start to recognize them all. These are TV shows, right? Not movies. But when we get down to number one, I kind of yeah. went, oh, that's going to upset people. Not a big, honestly, not a big sci-fi fan. Never have been. Um, you must have watched some of these, though. Man. I know you've got the list. There's a couple that were a must-see TV for me. Mm. And are, there's one that still is, two, in fact, that still are. I'll be and honest I, with you. I've probably watched a couple of episodes out of the ten. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should be interesting. We'll have some fun with it. But, yeah, yeah, 630-630 is the text line, 4960063, the number to get a hold of any time. The guest is starting to come in already. Someone just texted in, wasps! Yeah. Do not not go to Rotten Potatoes. Rotten Potatoes. Do not go to Rotten Tomatoes. Boy, I got lost in that site for about an hour. Oh, yeah, it's easy to do so. It really is, because there's, you know, you put in, I went to Rotten Tomatoes, put in top 10, then saw what they had, you know, so what would be of interest to us or to our listeners? But then... And top 10 brought up stories about top 10, you know, songs that have a different meaning than you think. And top 10, you know, crises on a set and top 10. Before you know it, I was just, I'm going to nail the next Trivial Pursuit conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the next cocktail party I'm at when somebody goes, you know that scene in, uh, and I'm like, you know what that scene really stands for? If I can remember it all at my age. Um, yeah. I was in a, just completely random. You talked about uh, s- things and kind of having to explain whatever mm-hmm. um was in a store the other day and you know the song blister in the sun by violent femmes are you listening to me yes okay do you know that song no yeah you do you absolutely i don't do. know any songs when i'm walking i strap my stuff and i'm nope. so strong uh, okay sorry oh it's okay anyway some young 
20-ish person yes. said, oh, this is such a weird song. This is such a, a weird song. I've never heard it before. And I'm like, you're joking, right? <laughs> oh, and I said, sorry. this song, like 80s, you know the song. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, early, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but just going on, this is so weird. But it started to get to that point where I'm like, I'm getting really old. Well, you know what? Like, like that was, a, song was really cool oh, yeah. in high school and college for us. Like, I'm talking late 80s, yep. early 90s. As I was going through Rotten Tomatoes today, and as I say, there was lists of 10 of this and 10 of that. And one of them was 10 songs whose meaning yeah. does, does not mean what you think it does. And now this article that I read was written weeks ago. Okay. And it's important to say that because it was about the song Respect. Oh, yeah. And of course, with Aretha Franklin passing yeah. away yesterday, and we talked about that. And it was Otis yeah. Redding that uh, originally wrote it. And recorded it. And his version his is version a is the different opposite. Yep. It's the opposite of what it stands for. Yeah. And of course, it's, in, you know, with uh, Franklin singing it, it's empowerment and women and that they deserve, mm -hmm. uh, you know, demanded deserve respect. It was actually the opposite of uh, meaning. Otis Redding, the respect was a slang word that he was using for sex. Mm. So he was actually demanding sex. Mm. And uh, so, you know, I just read that one. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad I didn't see that yesterday because I would have mm -hmm. blurted it out. That, you know, that would have been inappropriate yesterday. Perhaps even today's inappropriate. Well, but. it's, you know, you, you listen to those two songs, which I was doing yesterday. I think Molly yeah. took a picture of me With listening your phone to, phone to your, your ear, ear yeah. at one point. And I was listening to it. And again, it's a, it's a totally different stylized song. It's a little bit more sultry. It's a little yes. bit more, you know, compared to the anthem. Right. That is Aretha. So, yeah, anyway, uh, it's Friday. It is Friday. It's 2.15. Uh, someone says, yeah, great baseline in Blister in the Sun, yeah. Uh, there are also coyote wolves in Edmonton, 90 pounds versus 50, 60-pound coyote. One the size. Wow. Hmm. Jeepers, someone running into uh, some different ones. Yes. There's quite, and that's what I like about, by the way, <laughs> that's what I love about these top 10 type things, songs, TV shows, movies, doesn't matter. As our listeners start guessing, what I find is you look at the list and go, oh gosh, remember that show or that song or that movie, right? Because you, you, I, I had in my mind what would be number one, a number of, of people have guessed it. And as I said, you're going to be, I think, upset when you find out what Rotten Tomatoes says is number one. But still, there's so many good, like Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman. Really? Are they sci-fi? Well, I guess so. Uh, Firefly Lost. Ooh. What is Firefly? Uh, that one I don't know. Hmm. Lost in Space, says uh, Beth. Oh, remember that? Nope. You're probably too young, honestly. Jalen? Oh, I yeah? do. Okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, so many good things. All right. Well, we should take our first break, um, but why don't we... Why don't we play number 10, and when we come back, we'll tell you what it was. This is number 10 in the 10 best sci-fi TV shows of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes.
Did you know that one, G. Linda? I don't know many of them on this list. No, well, that, I, I didn't know this one, and it's a relatively new one. 2015, uh, The Expanse. It's a detective search for a missing heiress in space coincides with the <laughs> a destruction of a space. freighter. Yeah, I know. I've not heard of it. With the destruction of a freighter? Come on. No, 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 people like these things. <sighs> they made a top ten list. You're going to upset people. It's obviously popular. Bauer, I mean, have you watched this? I've watched it. I just wrapped up season three. Season three? Yeah, and season three, it carried for three seasons on sci-fi, and then sci-fi dropped it, and it was quickly picked up by Amazon because there was a huge outcry from fans online. So, so it's Obviously, good? it's good. It's really good. Okay, so do you want to premise a quick rundown here? Sure. All right, so there's no real aliens in it, but it is set in the future. Uh, Earth has colonized Mars, and there's also what's known as the Belters, so these people that live out in the asteroid belt harvesting ice and things like that for these other two civilizations. And then uh, it eventually comes to a head where the three of them want to go to war with each other, so to speak. So that's as much yeah. as I'll be willing to say without wow. getting too spoiled. Okay. So it doesn't have a whole lot to do with a missing heiress in space and the destruction of a freighter. She's at the center of a big thing. Yeah, that's oh, kind of okay. like, okay. that's the keystone that kicks everything off and then it just snowballs out of control. <laughs> wow, all right. Belters. Well, there you go. I thought that was something that happened, you know, that was karaoke on a Friday night. Bauer, not yet, but you might want to take a look at number nine. You might need to help us with that one as well. Then after that, I'm good. No, you know what? Number you nine, know that I know because my kid's been watching it, and I talked about it Ooh. once on the show because okay. it was kind of freaky. All right. Um, but yeah, we'll continue to run down the uh, top 10 best sci-fi TV shows of all time. According to Rotten Tomatoes, number 10 was The Expanse. There you go. Now, the other conversation I thought we could have some fun with this afternoon is this. I, I saw this story today, and, and it is the bane of my wife's existence. It's the Tim Hortons... That the, is the bane of your wife's existence. The one thing she complains about the most, at well, least to me. Yeah. I mean, to others, it might be me. <laughs> but the Tim Hortons leaky lids. Okay. They've been the same lids for, for 20, like 20 years. years. Right. They haven't changed them. They constantly leak. I get coffee every morning. I grab it on the way home from work mm -hmm. as well. I've started on the way home from work stopping at McDonald's instead to get their coffee, mainly because of the lids. And it just, it leaks in my car. It doesn't matter where you put the coffee, on the seat, on the floor, it leaks. When you go to drink from it, it leaks. So now... They don't stick. I had a, I had a coffee at Timmy's this morning. Yeah. You know, when you peel it back, it doesn't stick down right. where it's supposed to. It's you have to have ripping it off. It's too flimsy. Okay. And frankly, so are the cups. I mean, oftentimes they have to double cup the cup or double cup the cups. And I, I feel like, well, if you're going to be giving away two cups, why don't you make your cup a little thicker? But, we'll, you know, baby steps. We'll start with the lid. So the, um, the head of uh, Tim Hortons, the president, he has said that it's among many changes that are coming to help improve sales and reputation for Tim Hortons. Mm -hmm. So they're going to fix those lids finally. There's other changes coming. They announced, uh, you know, of of course, all day breakfast you know about. They have a kids menu now. They're delivering, which I haven't tried yet, uh, digital kiosks, a loyalty program, and many other things. But it got me thinking, honestly, this really upsets my wife. She really gets mad about it. And it seems silly because it's just a lid, right? But then I got thinking about this other story. And it was about this restaurant uh, down in where Waterville, Maine. It's in Maine. And right. this restaurant, the owners of a restaurant there are coming under fire and getting uh, messages, uh, disturbing mes messages, hostile customers recently because they made a change on their menu. Get this, swapping out crinkle cut fries for straight cut fries. And the owner says he had to do it 
because of cost. It because was, the right. blades that make the crinkle cut fries are too expensive and uh, they break often. And, and so it was just cheaper for them to go to these straight fries. But people are upset. They've started fights in his lobby, as you said, threatened him. Now, here's the backstory <laughs> to it. They, he he said, bought the restaurant. It's been around since 1962, yeah, yeah. but he just recently bought the restaurant. So, right. So customers are seeing it as, you know, under new management, they got rid of the most popular, in their minds, the most popular aspect of the restaurant, which was the crinkly fries, right? So that's why if you take those two stories and put them together, I thought, could we ask our listeners at 6.30, 6.30, while you're guessing the sci-fi themes or shows, if... There isn't one little thing that you could change at a local restaurant, a pub, a, just, just something. anything, really. You know, the, and, and fries comes to mind because there's still people, myself included, who wish KFC would bring back their original big soggy fries. I just really enjoyed them. They were different than everyone else's fries. And if you didn't like them, you didn't order them. You just you made two stops. You got McDonald's fries mm. instead on the way home. But I like those original soggy fries smothered in their gravy. So... Is there just any little, small, quirky little thing? I know it's a first world problem. And that it's, you wish would go back just to the way would, it was before. Yeah, revert to the way it was before or would just change. As a, In the case of the Tim Hortons lid, can you finally please fix your lid? And, and you know what? I'll add to the list as well to get people thinking. Here's the other thing. The two reasons why I don't, I'm just going to say it. The two reasons why I don't go to Tim Hortons on the way home and I go to McDonald's, one is the lid. The other is the staff changes. So in the morning, I go and get three coffee, two for myself and one for Carol. And I pay cash always. I don't debit. I don't use credit, right? And the change is often bills and coins because I'll give them 10 or whatever. It comes to 595, right? And in the morning, no matter who's working, they'll hand me the change first and the bill second and or the other way around. They won't put them together in some kind of pinchy move or, you know what I mean, and then just sort of fling them at my car. But in the evening when the shift is the, the shift is the afternoon crew, they constantly give it to me in this big bundle of, they're different sizes, different weights, different shapes. They're, it's You have to put two hands out and try, and oftentimes it falls on the floor, it falls on the counter, they go, oops, sorry, or they're not even paying attention as they shove it out the window. And to be honest with you, and it's a bad, it's a stupid reason to lose business, but they lost mine because I just won't go in the afternoons because I'm tired of having to open my car door to pick up oh. the change off the ground. And, I, and I've and i told them. It's, 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 I, I, people when they get older, yeah. get more and more quirks and get more set in their ways about certain things. Yeah. It, it might... My but I mean, I was a cashier back when I was 16 at a fast food place. No, it's just kind right. Of, that's just kind of a really. I know it's a you know piddly thing to. It is, but it gets annoying after a time. The whole idea, the whole concept of drive-through is speed. It's speed and convenience. And if you have to get out of your car to pick up the change they've just dropped, or use both hands. Yeah, but they're they're handing you the coffee and the change at the same time. It's like I'm not a juggler here. Oh. <laughs> I can't be the only one who, who is annoyed by that. Back me up on this at 6.30, I can't be the only one who's annoyed by that. They're different sizes, the shapes, that, I weights. think you're the only one that still uses cash. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, everyone else ahead of me. I used to roll my eyes when the guy ahead of me pulled out the debit card. Okay. It's, <laughs> now it's... What if 
common practice. <laughs> what are the things that you wish would go back? Would would go back? Mm-hmm. Maybe turn in time. Would go back to the way that they were. Let us know at six thirty six thirty. You can give us a call at four nine six zero zero six three as we go to the two thirty news. Okay, but first, let's play That's on our way saying. out. Right, there you go. Sorry. I, Sorry, you're not new here. I apologize. Go ahead. Keep talking. As we head to the 2.30 news, the uh, number nine on the list of the top 10 best sci-fi TV shows of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes, we'll tell you what it is after the 2.30 news. Here's the intro music. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.